Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. Cross the line in three, two, one. What is going on, my Impact Wrestling fam? Welcome to episode 127 of the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeff, and uh, we're rocking it solo on the road to no surrender. Uh, we got a bit to talk about, though, and I'm uh, pretty excited to do it with you guys. Hopefully the chat lights up. I know there's uh, that other foosballs going on, but uh, we'll see if the, the faithful are in there. Either way, you're watching this, you're listening this, if you're hearing this or seeing this, so I appreciate you. As we always say on the show, one friend at a time, one fan at a time, so get those numbers, those likes, all that jazz, get it up for me. I want to apologize to our audio listeners. If our audio listeners seem to be migrating to YouTube, I appreciate it. have a little issue there with them getting up lately, um, but we'll get back on it as soon as possible. But thank you uh, for Twitter going up and everything else. We appreciate you guys, and... uh, we're here for you. Uh, 76 Philly, what's going on? <laughs> the faithful are here. Probably you're here because uh, your team already won and, and pretty handily, might I add. But um, I appreciate you guys. We have a, a, a pretty packed show, man, uh, for Impact on Access TV. And, of course, I want to give the shout-out because we're about to watch him, the power rankings. Uh, first episode with Lucha over there. What's going on, Malar? Uh First episode with Lucha over there. Bert Datala and himself killing it. Uh, awesome episode. Numbers up there. So thank you guys. Uh, really cool. We're going to keep tweaking it. Uh, you'll see a little, you'll notice just a tiny bit in this video uh, for this power rankings. Uh, but as always, if you want to join the power ranking committee, it's a good time. All you do is after Thursday's episode before Sunday, Eastern time noon, you put in your one through 10 in this chat and you peace out. You could talk about it, you could talk with the group or not, but uh, that's all we ask. Uh, at Burt Mac, Bert Macklin 11 or at TNAW channel, write us on Twitter and we'll get you set up. But uh, let's not waste any time. Let's do this. Uh, let's get right into this. Let's, let's get into power rankings. <laughs> Number 10, Tag Team Champions, The Mortar City Machine Guns. Number 9, the Ruchosa Diana Perrazzo. Number 8, Callahan and the Design. Number 7, Killer Kelly. Number 6, the Juggernaut Jordan Grace. Number 5, X Division Champion Trey Miguel. Number 4, World Champion Josh Alexander. Number 3, Steve Macklin. Number two, world champion, Mickey James. Number one, Speedball Mike Bailey. All right, do you guys agree? What's going on, Masalko? One of these days, George Iceman will rightfully make the power rankings. <laughs> Shout out to, to the Iceman, giving us some intel. We'll actually get into that in, in just a second. Um, but what do you guys think about the power rankings? Let us know right here in the in the comments or in the chat itself. And then, of course, go, go power rankings every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. PST. Uh, so give them a watch and go shout out Lucha, who's joined the crew. So I, I thought, you know, and, and this is some... Uh, Bert actually made a mention, I'm sure he'll make a mention on Tuesday, is there were a lot of names right on the cusp. Um, I mean, not only was it a a lot of people getting votes, um, some that I think could have made it uh, on there, but we're getting back to a place where impact character for character 
uh, segment for segment uh, is is taken up with uh, someone ready to go. And that's not a, a diss on anything or, or saying that's not where we, we are but or have been. Um, but it feels like we're getting back to, I always say attitude era. I know that's great feat. I get that. Um, but when I say, I mean, segment for segment, uh, there's someone on there and you're trying to fit people in uh, that deserve to be on there when it's a jam-packed 86 minutes. So uh, we'll talk about BTI first um, when we get into impact on Access TV, but actually let's get right into that let's get right on that so i already mentioned it well masalka already mentioned about iceman let's start there iceman intel uh now this was a josh solo effort uh, and we'll mention why in just a moment but josh doing bti and, and iceman intel here is that alumni are to appear um i don't know i might have missed the actual details in or in the verbiage but uh that's what i got out of it and uh, there are a couple little things tonight right uh that we got out of there on thursday night but i think there's more to come and uh i thought he was talking about uh mickey's last rodeo now once again spoiler free but i digress all right so iceman's dropping his knowledge there and then gia is on commentary here man and and this was uh you know obviously ray walt uh whatever excuse they used for this i like gia here man Love Ray Walt and Tom. I love that team. But Tom and Gia for a second show or BTI uh, exclusively, uh, pretty damn good, man. Uh, Gia is one of those hands. I, I say this um, with the utmost respect to all the ones that come before. But it's been a very long time where we had a backstage announcer uh, or interviewer, if you will, inter- interviewer, if you will uh, that has had a personality to the level of Gia, or allowed to have the personality uh, to the level of Gia. You know, we had the Borashes, we had Chrissy back in the day, we had um, some people who's, you know, that mean Gene style of you want their reaction as much as you want the wrestler's answers, uh, while at the same time they're not overshadowing. So I enjoy Gia in, in any role she's been doing, and this commentary one was uh, no exception, so dug that. Um but the BTI match, we're getting the design here. And, hey, making a case for must-see. I always say the same thing. BTI, I get it. If you watch weekly, why are you going to watch a recap of what you just watched? But uh, if you're a YouTuber like myself, that 30 minutes of your waiting for, for Impact to come on, that last 15, 20, 25 of Iceman in the BTI match, uh, definitely worth it. In this case, uh, the design here is picking up their first victory, to my knowledge. Uh, well, Khan getting one over Sammy, right? Uh, but as, as a tag team here. And the design in Khan and Angels beating Yuya and Delirious. So Yuya and Delirious. Before I jump too far ahead, and I know we'll talk about this this later, but it, Sammy comes in, he's called out, right? We get some storyline here. We continue that. This will continue on the main show as well. Um, but basically, Sammy has to fulfill his his next step of initiation and that's taking out or listening to command and he takes out delirious now i wonder if delirious and this is what i was referring to i wonder if delirious was taken out here um due to maybe a mlw um i don't know if he's going to be working both or what he's doing there but with them getting their tv deal i wonder if he has a a bigger role uh but either way, design getting the victory here. The best the design has looked and sounded, in my opinion. You guys know my gripes with them. I'll actually go into it a little more later, a little more detail. Uh, I want to get into the main show and not stick on BTI too much. But 
there's a segment that will give us an opportunity to talk about them and the develop of, development of them that I think has has transpired already. So, um, but yeah, the design picking up the win here, and uh, we're gonna go into right into impact on Access TV with Tom and, and doing a Jay Briscoe tribute. I will touch on that in the Hot Topics segment as far as Jay's passing um, and then some other things when it comes to that. But I thought this was a you know the right thing to do for Impact. Uh, you could tell it was a last-minute thing. Uh, you could see where they, I don't know, the editor to me, you could see where there's some cuts where they, they took some time down uh, within the episode to, to fit this in here. Um, but I'm glad they did. Uh, there was some great stuff on Facebook that was put out. They put a, some, a nice uh, thing on Twitter as well as their, their website. Um, but, you know, obviously he was only here for two cups of tea, uh, so to speak. But I'm glad he got the love uh, and respect from Impact. Going into uh, the show itself, this is one of those things, man, where I, I know ideally we're not going to want a, a giant talking segment to start a show. But when every character here is not only getting over or is over or is getting the rub from the vets in there and so on and so on, we can make so many cases of how many people benefit from this uh, segment, including the six in the match and that were in the ring. But uh, I thought this was really nice, man. Getting back to those layered segments that Impact uh, was hitting us with, uh, you know, about two years ago and, and going on. Um, so I'm happy to see that. But we start out with Mickey, and Mickey's coming out. This is her first moment as champion, and there's something about Mickey when she's uh, <laughs> when she's confident. Her thing is very, if you will, it's very uh, freestyle promo giving, uh, which I dig, man. So uh, love that from Mickey. But we don't get too much of it, which you guys got to remember, this isn't real, right? So, so Mickey's in the know of what's going on, and, and uh, it's all laid out. So for her to, once again, both of these people, because we'll get to, you know, obviously Bully's coming out here. Both of these people who are obviously vets in the business, um, cutting their tie, they're cutting their pieces away, losing matches, or um, eventually, and I'll get to Mickey's thing in the grander scheme later when we talk about stardom, but just... Uh, the fact here, she could have went on for a 15-minute segment, and no one would have complained. Um, but to do it this way, what I thought was really smart, uh, and a testament to, to both of these veterans um, wanting to get others over as well. Um, so Mickey's cut short, and Bully comes out. Now, he comes out, and uh, <laughs> Tom delivers the who, who let there, the pile of trash. Where did this pile of trash come from, or whatever it was, which I thought was a was a good line. And as soon as Bully, from beginning to end of this this segment, uh, Bully, the crowd of Atlanta, love to Atlanta, not only for their crowd, but, you know, everything everything going through right now. Um, but Atlanta really repping here. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. But, uh, so yeah, so the crowd giving Bully everything he deserves, from you tapped out to, you know, go away. Really good stuff here, man. Bully always igniting the spark of of, of people's disdain. So, so you got to love that. But basically he comes out and he's pointing to the, to I thought WrestleMania. I guess they were going to fight at Mania. I don't know. But um, he's telling to get out of the ring. It's his ring. 
He was the main event. Um, I mean, could have made a play for the quality of the match being, you know, up there as a main event, but we all know, you know, what ended that show and what kind of match that was as well. But he's telling her to get out, uh, and she's giving it back to him. I love this, man. And the bully's giving it back to her, telling her, you know, what happens to, uh, you know, women <laughs> uh, in the ring with him. Uh, he has no problem putting him down. But before we get to that, he's turning that back, his, the hat backwards. He's getting ready. Uh, we get Tasha and Savannah here. And this is another one of those layers that I was talking about that also puts someone on a, a pedestal. You're bringing Tasha out here. You're keeping that continuity alive of, hey, I'm the greatest that beat the greatest. Uh, you still haven't beaten me um, in the the last rodeo, you know, straight up. And uh, she's not going to get the opportunity here, but I thought it was an important part not only to lift up Tasha and Savannah with, you know, obviously Bully being on their side here, um, but also close some ends there with her and Mickey because, you know, not jumping too far ahead, but obviously Mickey and company getting the victory here, Mickey more so getting or you know, the point is her getting the pin over for over Tasha. So, continuing the segment, though, before we jump to that, we go, so they're beating on Mickey, and Kaz and Grace are going to make the save. You know, faces. Faces going to face. Uh, and then Santino comes out, the new DOA. And uh, he's going to make a match, but before he can... He, he, <laughs> He can even get anyone's name right. Ernest the Cat Miller, because why not? We're in w, we're in WCW territory. Somebody call my mama. I was excited. I'm gonna be real. WCW Mark. Uh, it's cool to see him, man. I, I love the the vets getting back in there uh, in, in doses like this and, and reminding the uh, the people of of what they brought to the table. And uh, here we're gonna get a, a three on three match. As I mentioned, Grace, Kaz, and Mickey. And they're going to end up defeating Tasha, Evans, and Bully. Bully ends up leaving during it, so no harm, no foul there. He's obviously a tapper and a loser, so it's not... It losses and all that matters nothing to him. And uh, Tasha being pinned by Mickey. Mickey surprising her. Tasha looking surprised. But before we get anything more of that, Masha comes out and declares the fact that she is going at the 15th no surrender. I love that, by the way, that stat. Masha is going to cash in, so to speak, and uh, have the last rodeo continue, I guess. is I don't know if we're going to keep calling it that, but I think they're still going to play off the fact that if she loses, she goes home. Um, do I think it's Masha here that beats her? Not this close. I, I just don't. I still feel like this is part B for, or plan B for Masha, and we'll talk about that. I know there were some comments about, you know, how can Masha come back from this? The fact that we keep asking about Masha, the fact that she comes out and she still gets the reactions, the fact that she still is a hot prospect that everyone uh, wants to, you know, to see on TV. Just like I said with Bailey, man, and once again, we'll dive deeper into this, when Bailey lost to Frankie because something came along and plan B had to happen, you know, Bailey's going to be fine. Right, and he was. He main evented this this uh, show for for you know Christ's sake. So we'll talk about. But Masha's going to be fine as well. It doesn't matter if she picks up the L here, which I think she will, um, because I think there's a bigger picture. And uh, I know I sound the sound the the uh, excitement bells as I as I tend to do. I just 
there's too many breadcrumbs that make too much sense, and I think uh, we'll we'll get into that. But because I think the Mickey James thing still will be short-lived, I don't think this is a long run. I think rebelling is where it ends. I think there's very few that she can still beat uh, and uh, that she hasn't beat on this last rodeo, Masha being one of them. And uh, this makes sense for her to get a few heavy hitters in there before I think she inevitably loses. But I've been known to be wrong, right? So, <laughs> continuing this, though, once again, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, cool to see Kaz out there. Kaz obviously crossing the line, uh, making that decision decision, and sticking with Impact Wrestling or coming back to Impact Wrestling. Something I think we that can't be overstated and something that we will look back on is like, oh, that was a moment. Uh, a bigger moment that maybe, you know, than we realize. Uh, we'll see what the trickle-down effect of it is. But at the same time, having someone who is that homer, that uh, homegrown tna -er is pretty damn cool. The other thing I want to mention is with Atlanta in the center stage, man, that fans as a backdrop is a really nice set. We saw it in BFG uh, in Albany, and we're seeing it here in a different capacity with, you know, obviously it kind of being a, an arena style, uh, but really dig that. Um, and I think uh, once we get it, f you know, a set set, um, which I know we do, but I, I think there's room for improvement. I think there's going to be change as well. Um, that stylizes the show or adds to it. Uh, I think that'll help. So continuing on, we're going to go backstage and you're Santino and the cat, um, talking about different things. And there's something I left out here, the six shooter. Cause we're going to talk about that uh, now, but, uh, the cat given Santino confidence, Santino, um, excited about, uh, you know, being DOA, I guess. You know, look, Santino is something that I wasn't, self-admittedly, uh, was the most excited thing. See, Ms. Alco saying they'd love to get away from the entrance on hard cam, but I know Sam Town isn't set up for it. Yeah, I think there's, it's going to be about the arenas that we go in. Once they have a little more room to play, then we can start playing with the setup of, of of what it looks like. I like to get back to bleachers. I'd like to get back to away from the hard, the hard cam away from the entrance ramp. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I, I think can improve. Um, small, little big things. But uh, getting back to Santino, it's something that I was unsure about. I told you guys that. I wasn't a, a fan of the E at the time of his prominence there. But I'm going to be real. I, I can listen to him mispronunciate things. Uh, maybe it's because of how I butcher the English language. But <laughs> I, I can listen to mispronunci mispronunciate uh, people's names uh, for the rest of my impact watching. And I'd be a happy character or happy person. Now, do I want this character to continue an impact? I think there has a very... Um, I think there's a, a very... I don't know if it's short shelf life in wrestling, but it's hard to do comedy as a face. I say it all the time. You hit, you hit, and, you know, being talented like he is, he's hitting on things. But there's going to be things that just get lost in the shuffle. But um, let's talk about the Golden Six Shooter here. And no, that's not something uh, Golden Six sh Golden Shooter. Oh. <laughs> this is what my notes were. No, it's, it's not something that, that Young Miami and Diddy take... Uh, <laughs> do on a Friday night um the golden six shooter is six former champions um that will be uh vying for number one contendership for no surrender um all former champions I dig this man uh we have 
Oh, oh man, that got me. Uh, Sammy, uh, Rhino, Moose, Sabin. You guys got this. Help me out here. Help me out. I'm, I'm going crazy. Uh, <laughs> that young Miami reference, man. That got me. But yeah, this Golden Six Shooter, I like it. It's going to happen uh, this week on Impact. And it's a, number, a way to announce a number one contender for No Surrender. Look, I, I we all know that or want to believe that Macklin is that guy, is that next one. Maybe you don't. Let us know. But you you got to... F- I like one that Macklin has excluded this because it's only for former champions. We'll get Actually, that happens in just a moment where he complains about it, so good segue there. Uh, but then it also is a quick way to give Josh a match, as he's had in the past, where he can have a banger, where the the meat on the bones isn't there per se when it comes to the feud, but it comes there on the, comes to the match. So uh, until we get to that Macklin or whatever is going to happen with Josh, here's a way to, to have a nice uh, main event for no surrender, which you all know is impact plus special. So, you know, it's not one of those buy, buy or go home ones, but yeah, so Macklin's going to complain here, which was the point I was alluding to, which is nice. And, uh, <laughs> He's going to get Dango as a, uh, he's going to get Dirty Dango, the returning Dirty Dango, since Bound for Glory uh, weekend there, uh, tonight. Macklin getting uh, third, I believe, on the power ranking, so I guess that, spoiler alert, that, that, that big victory against Dirty Dango is what made Macklin uh, number three this week, but, you know. Anyways, let's keep moving on. Macklin, you can't talk about Macklin without talking about Virtuosa, right? We don't know what's happening as far as um, is she sticking around here. I would like to think her getting a a showcase is a good sign. You know, you want to question Chelsea is signed to WWE, but she hasn't made that uh, appearance yet. Is she waiting for a Cardona? Is she waiting for Virtuosa? I, I think she's waiting for Cardona. We'll get to that, but... Um, Deanna getting a nice showcase here, getting back on the winning track, showing who she is, um, and looking great doing so. And now someone who I butchered last name. Now, not only am I a butcher of the English language, I also looked at my notes, which are chicken scratch, uh, and horribly spelled it wrong. But Ashley Dambois is how you pronounce it, I hope. Um, But uh, nice showing from her. We'll get to see her in a second. But Deanna getting a, a nice showcase here. Liked it. And keeps rising. Uh, Deanna back to where she belongs. Next up is Gia. And Gia pulling double duty here. Obviously doing backstage interview with uh, Shtick. But also doing commentary earlier. Which I thought was awesome. Deanna put on Twitter last week that she had limited bookings left for 2023. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see what that means. You know, she's one of those people that, that doesn't put impact in her bio either on Twitter or anything like that. So it's hard to get a reading of that. I, I think she's a foundation piece. I, uh, piece I hope she is. Um, and I just think legacy-wise, man, why not? You already got a good one here. Yes, it's great to go collect, but you could build up impact and, and put that on your resume. I think that's a pretty damn cool thing to, to have on there. But so Gia's going backstage and she's she's on the quest to find PCO. And for my old heads out there, let me know. This very abyssy, right? Kind of Borash or Christy going to look for Abyss down in the, uh, the what is it? The Bowery? Is that where Raven lived? Um, and he'd be down there next to the cage with the lighting with James Mitchell and the change. Uh, 
the chains. I, this was nice, man, for me. Uh, but PCO <laughs> still only has one thing on his mind, and it's Eddie. Eddie. So we're going to get more PCO and Eddie. Eddie trying to bury his past with Wish, maybe? But, uh, hey, let's let this feud continue and see where it goes. Next up is uh, that second spot of where we see Ashley um, come up. Dumbois. Uh but Trey <laughs> Trey is gonna roll up and Trey is trying to be a sweetheart and uh not doing a great job at it. But that's the point, right? That's it. he's the artist, he's above everybody, he is um a master of his craft, even at his young age. I eat this shit with a spoon, man. Uh this is what I've been waiting for for Trey to get to that next level. You know, I, I feel like there's always a curse when it comes to your first reign as champion uh, and impact. Uh, it's not necessarily a, a, you know, and there's obviously exceptions to the rule, but uh, the first one, for whatever reason, Millard saying Goldie and Abyss vibes. There you go. Shout out to Goldie. Love Goldilocks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like there's exceptions to the rule, but with Trey specifically, he got the nice run. He was Spider Trey, and then there was, or was it before Spider? I don't know if I'm mistaken. But, uh, you know, there, there's... Different people, I'm trying to think of. Uh, Jordan's another example. I, I know Tasha will get that second reign and develop uh, upon that as well. I think there's a lot goes into the first time with the, the ball in your hands. And, you know, it, it, it's got to be a perfect mix. It's got to be the perfect mix of, of who your character is, of, of what the booking has for you, how far you are over when you got the title, where the title was prior to you. There's a lot that goes into that, man. Um, and to see them nail it this time for Trey is... Uh, it's pretty damn cool. And uh, Masako saying Trey could develop into a great cocky, cowardly heel. I think so too, man. And what's great about cowardly heels um, when they're put on someone like Trey is the dude can back it up. He doesn't need uh, the shtick, the this or that, or or the heel tactics to get victories or whatever to show his talent. Um, so it's cool. I dig it, man. Um but speaking of something, man, when I when I was talking about earlier about so many characters being on there and every segment having characters, and then we just talked about PCO, we just talked about all these uh, Trey's development of character, even Gia being a character herself. Next, we get Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly, and man, you know, look, there's some great wrestling that happened on this show. There's a lot of things that moved some things forward. Could have this match moved something forward in the tag team department? There was some, hey, one upeth right in the beginning, but equal respect. So let's keep an eye on that. But for two people, if we're looking at a segment and we're talking about two people buying in and eating their character, breathing their character, living their character, moving like that character would, Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly was a pure example of just art when it comes when it comes to character development. Not only were each of them over and had a banger of a match. I enjoyed it uh, immensely. It gave them the time to show what they can do. Showed why they, they they should be on the damn show on a weekly basis. I mean, okay. Um, but everything they did within that told a story. Even if it was small, it told something. It sold their character from the witchy aspect of Taylor and that new thing. But, but kudos to her, by the way redeveloping you know at this stage man i mean there's a lot of wrestling obviously left in her i don't mean that but come on she could have lived off taylor wilde and then the the rock version of that for if she wanted to forever 
Um, but pretty cool to, to, to take a chance here and execute it as she's doing it. And then Killer Kelly, who I'm glad she's back from injury, a total star, man, um, that got derailed for a little bit. But picking up the win here, which is a big one, and looking great doing it, man. Um, kudos to both of these knockouts. I say this about the main event, or have been saying about this, uh, into what the matchup that became the main event. I've said this. Um, I'm sure there's other examples, but I don't know. <laughs> but the point is, is I, I don't like the term mid-card. You know, I feel like there's a, a negative connotation to that. But when you can have a X division mid card, has nothing to do with the championship or two people that maybe have aspirations of it but aren't in that picture right now, having a feud that we're invested in or a matchup that we're invested in um, just shows your depth, man. And, and, and at some points, it feels like you're showing off. And uh, man, I love this. Uh, let me know what you guys thought of this. Was this as a good sign, as good of sign as, as could be for not only the knockouts division, but the, the development of individual characters i thought this was awesome man um here's where one of the things the weird cuts that, that we get for time but we're gonna go to bti really quick and uh i see you millard by the way about heel rascals we'll talk about that masako saying high hopes for both killer and uh killer kelly and taylor wild dig that so we're gonna go to bti cut which we aforementioned i like this man not only are you pushing hey go watch the matchup and stuff that happened there's also storyline development here so we're gonna go see sammy and the design and now we're going back and seeing Sammy the design uh, in real time. And, uh, you know, look, this is the first week where I feel it's been more organic. Do I think they look like they should be a unit? No. Uh, you got Khan, who looks like he should be in, you know, uh, Decay. Um, who, by the way, I'll give him compliments as I shout them out or shout out their names. Khan spoke here. I dug that man. I've uh, self-familiar have heard him hear hear him speak so little, um, but the presence he has in look was matched by the by the, his tone and his words. So I enjoyed that man. But you got Khan, who once again individually glad he's here. I uh, hope this this group works out. But he looks one way. Then you have Angels, who's kind of like the cackling, uh, you know, whatever of the group. Okay, but he's got his wings and shit and his leather jacket. And then you got, you know, uh, Bossimo <laughs> or Massimo wearing uh, Diener, who I thought this was the best word-for-word -word demeanor. It felt more him. I don't know him. Um, but that's what I said with this, is that this can work, this design like, shtick. They had uphill battle with it being violent by design, being gone with Eric Young, and now this being a new entity, so they can't really fall back on that logo and, you know, all that. As I say, colors, but they do use those as well, kind of. Um, but he needed to turn up who he is, and and as I find out that he, you know, is start doing starting to do uh, public speaking or uh, inspirational speaking. I don't know. What the, can you help me out here, guys? <laughs> so obviously, I don't do them. Um, motivational speaking, right? He doesn't need to go that route, but a preachy way of of finding his tone and what someone needs to do and, and the steps they need to take. I like that. And I think that's where they're they're headed towards more. Um, and I thought he did good. Still need to change the get up. I think they need to all look like they exist in one world. They all look like they're from different worlds. Um, but I thought this was a, a vast improvement. 
And uh, I think the cackling angels thing could work. I think the demeanor and darkness of, of Khan could work with the, I don't know what to call it, a face of, of Diener. I, I think it can work. But they might need to tweak what it is. And maybe a, and I don't say go back, just use new church. But I could see Diener in that gospel uh, preaching way. So, um or a Walking Dead twist on that. I, I think there's room to play. I'm not booking it, obviously, but uh, I've, I'm happy to say I feel like they're finding their footing. Is it because Sammy's there and there's a, that thing they have someone to force it onto or whatever? I don't know, but I like it better than where we were. So there's the silver lining for, for G this week. Um, next up, we're going to go back, and Josh is making his appearance here. He's happy to have put Bully Ray in the back seat. Um and uh, he's talking with Santino. He's happy Santino's here. And that's what we get out of that. So our champ walks away and enter Giselle and Jay. And another moment where you're including quite a few people, continuing quite a few stories and getting people in there as well. Um, but with Gis- Giselle and Jay, I thought this was great because the gripe has always been Giselle, the tag team killer, the non-starter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then for that to be called out, for Lish to walk by and deny her, for I educate me here, guys. For the next person to walk by and say nope. Um thought this was great. This is great. Great continuity, great development. And what it looks like is that Giselle's gonna get a new partner next week, spoiler free. I, I think we can all kind of put two and two together of, you know, what's going on there. But I think that um the tag team division we're finally getting uh, what we want, and I think Giselle getting a new tag team partner, if it's permanent or not, uh, I think something might derail that matchup, but we'll see. It's just me putting breadcrumbs together, but next week, definitely one to look out for, and Giselle and a mystery tag team partner getting a shot against the, against the Death Dolls, so keeping a, a, you know, a possibility of a new tag team forming next week, Death Dolls getting appearance, and uh, spoiler free, but some new things happening. I'm really excited uh, for where we're headed with this. But I thought this was a great segment. Next, we go to that matchup I mentioned. Macklin is on the rise. He's he's looking to be that, that foe for Josh, I, I assume. Uh, but he's picking up a, a victories against former world champions. And here he's picking up against Dirty Dango, who I, I don't mind <laughs> being around. I think he's a bell for bell, one hell of a wrestler, man. Um He's on that Myers level for me where it's just poetry in motion, smooth, professional, um, seamless. But uh, Macklin getting the win here. Don't know what Dirty Dango's sticking around or not, but it's uh, Macklin with a dub is is a good place to be. Next, we go to Gia backstage with major players. And it starts off by them talking about the decline they're in Um and the losses they've been taking. But before they get too far into that, Moose comes in and he's starting to put some... Uh... Dango got a little too much here, but he looked crisp. Okay, it's fine. I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, Macklin, you know, look, he hasn't reached main event yet. So there's going to be things that set has set him back. And, and obviously, he's not going after no surrender. So there's things for him still to come up with. But I, I get the point there. Um but I think that's also part of, you know, paying to play, which <laughs> after this segment, we'll talk about a little more about paying to play. Uh, but Gia's here with the major players. Moose comes in and he's trying to plant that seed of, um, of you know, 
Hendry is the real guy here. Your downfall really started with Joe Hendry and you losing your title. Um, <laughs> Cardona takes that as, you're right, man. Even though you're, I know what you're doing, you're right. Uh, and it does start with me getting back my digital media championship. Screw Brian Myers, who, who hasn't got his rematch yet. Um, and that's how we end this. I, I, I think the writing's on the wall. One, I love that Hendry and that title is being talked about by people like Moose. Uh, and by Cardona and Myers. Uh, good names to be around in that lineage of that belt. Two of the three already actually being champions. Moose, I guess, technically not. So the belt's being taken care of, which I love. Hendry's being taken care of, which I love. And, but what I don't like, and because it does have to be someone, and I did say I wish it was Cardona over Deanna. But what I assume here is that, you know, not only are the major players taking losses, Brian Myers resigning. But Cardona is going to put over Hendry as well. And if he's going to start putting over all these people, I think the writing's in the wall for, for who's the next to exit here. Um, just recently trademarking Zack Ryder, by the way. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you guys... I know you love to hate on Matt Cardona, but this dude is just, uh, he's just genius. Um, but here's a, the next segment I was going to talk about, paying to play. And we're going to buzz over it because there's not much to talk about. It's a Tommy and Busted Open um segment of the week look i think there were a lot of facts spoken when bully talked i'm not saying no one cared about josh prior to bully that's not what i'm saying whatsoever but as far as getting the impact out there opening it to busted open which has always been tommy trying to do so and bully shitting on it for the most part from what i've seen um to have dave lagreca here to have it talked about and busted open. It's the same thing I'm going to say you know, later with stardom. It's the same thing I say um, with the AEW stuff, man. I, I know it's not ideal. It's not always what we want. But it's in the best interest sometimes, in most cases, for impact. Because if we could get any, and I'll say sheep, because I'm going to say sheep, that buys into the impact narrative, oh, blah, 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 without giving it a chance... These are those excuses we want. Oh, I don't like Impact, but I like Busted Open and Dave LaGreca, so I'll give it a chance. Whatever excuse they need, let them have it. If this is one of them, awesome. If it doesn't, <laughs> if it's not, a, you know, we're paying a play and it's not worth it, then we get rid of it. But, but I think anyone talking good about us, especially uh, in the media, is a journalist for the better. And don't let it, don't don't be fooled. Just because Busted Open isn't on, you know, Dynamite or or SmackDown, uh, doesn't mean that those entities, those businesses, those those companies, um, aren't paying to play in other ways. Trust. You see banners on all the websites. Get out of here. Um, anyways, uh, next up is Tom and Matt. Always like uh, making reference to them. Uh, there's a mini Braun Strowman right behind them. <laughs> uh, and I love this because not only do they run down what's going to happen this coming week on Impact, it also gives Tom and Matt a little shine who very much deserve it because the art of commentating and putting over everyone else while still being good at your job and being recognizable in a care it is pretty damn... It, it's a thin line. We've heard those commentators before. We can name those commentators that have been about themselves more so than you know, maybe the people or the product in the ring. Um, so for them to do that and still have that, and I mean this with obviously all love, man, um, you know, 
the 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 next in lineage from from I know there's been a lot, but for me it's 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 Don and Mike and, and then you know Tom and Matt have really done a great job of picking up that mantle. I I, I love it. Um. So we're gonna go to the main event. Oh yeah, real quick the the New Japan obviously New Japan sticking with Access TV for 2023, but I love that they're throwing it to Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly gives him a little something that seems organic and uh relevant and present and then they you know they show a little clip of what they're going to show it's a really good tie-in i know it's simple little things but once again little big things next we get to the pit fight which self-admittedly i am not a big fan of non-wrestling matches in wrestling i i mma is cool that's separate for me um any kind of stuff like this just isn't my bag but this right here was art i loved this match i loved how it was presented i loved the look of everything i love how well the story was told in this and weeks prior because let's look let's get this out of the way obviously mike bailey gets the dub here right but at what cost kenny king has been saying hey you guys don't know the real mike bailey you don't know this you know and and kenny pushed him to that edge he introduced the chair yes but mike definitely ended it with that um and this shows an evolution to mike bailey i know you guys are probably annoyed but i still think team canada is coming and i think bailey is going to be part of it and i think it's going to be heel at the end of the day and you, you need at least a little angry streak in bailey at least a little a little seed of doubt there and uh Kenny was successful in bringing that out, man. Uh, but kudos to them for putting on a damn show. Um, there are so many different spots we can go through that I'm like, not why in the why would you, but just why would you even think to do this? Uh, and they came off so well. I thought it was awesome and a great way to end the show. Um, and yeah, man. At what cost did Bailey win? Let me know, guys. I do like this evolution of Mike Bailey. Do you see him turning to the dark side, so to speak? Uh, and was Kenny King right? I love this, man. Uh, seed after seed, breadcrumb after breadcrumb, we got to this point because of this this feud that happened right after him losing his title, man. So for you, those out there who are nervous about Masha, look at what we just saw in this main event. And, and just, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it'll all be fine. But uh, we got some time. Everything about Kenny King is fire. Thank you, Millard, man. Shout out to Kenny King. Not that he watches this, but I'm just saying, the Playboy Pitbull, the pride of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, this dude is someone who I've, I've rocked with, and that's going to be an ongoing thing because we're about to talk about Jay Briscoe, man. But this is someone I've rocked with before, you know, obviously TNA days. And, and when he was an ROH, got the privilege, you know, seeing him in All Night Express in their prime. Uh, I love Kenny King. And, you know, he could have been easily lost. Oh, no, no, he couldn't have been easily lost the shuffle because he's Kenny King. But when Honor No More came in and then left, you know, you're talking about the ones that came in and left. But the fact that he stood around, man, uh, and he is at the level he's always been, if not better, if he's not in his prime now, I just, I just think that Kenny King was the steal of that Honor No More ship. PCO is great, too. I love PCO. Obviously, don't want to exclude him. But, you know, he was kind of his own thing even though he was in honor no more um so yeah i I, i'm mad love for kenny king 
And, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just happy. The glee on me is because, the glee within me is because of TNA. You know, I'm a TNA guy. If you guys watch the show, you know how much I've been, whatever. But to have people like Kenny King and Kazarian back, Mickey obviously being champion, Bully leading the whatever. Yes, there's youth. That's obviously uh, more than 80% of the show. But to have those vets who have that tie to the history is uh kid in a candy shop right here. But uh, let me know, guys. What did you think about Impact on Access TV? I don't have the results, but last I saw there was a couple Ds and I just said, I'm going to be done with this. I just want to know what you guys thought of it. People who watched it segment to segment, bell to bell, let me know what you guys thought of this. I think Impact's in the right direction. Are there things we can tweak and stuff? Of course. Um, and I've mentioned to some. But uh, I thought this was a damn good effort. I give it an A for me because, you know, look, I, we could go and watch a wrestling show from 8 to 10 uh, and it could be all wrestling and I'd enjoy it. It could be all character development and I'd probably enjoy it. But to have such a solid B there, strong table setting episode, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I just think that to involve everything and get a little taste of everything and yes, say, set the table so, uh, but still bring up Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde, still develop and move forward with, with Tasha and Savannah. I just thought this was a damn good episode. And then you ended off on something that's just pure art uh, and completely different than what we're used to. So uh, this had it all for me, man. I'll go A-. minus. I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. All right. Even with me just talking, shout out to you guys, by the way. Thank you for lighting up the chat. Those that are here, Masalk, I see there. Millard's in there as well. 76 Philly from the get. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And then those who comment and like, subscribe, all that, guys. This is, you guys are life bloodline of the show. <laughs> um, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah, even with me talking, we're, we're uh, going solo. We're at the 45 minute mark ish. What'd you guys think of the new intro? You like that? I like it. We we're going to use that for the next one, that, that uh, banger of a theme. But, uh, you know, things change. Oh, man. So, speaking of uh, of just things changing and stuff. Uh, oh, let me finish that statement. We're, we're at 46 minutes. I'm going to get to hot topics. Try to keep us in there. You know me. 86 minutes. If the show's 86 minutes I'm talking about, I'm not going to try to go over 86 minutes. Um, but there are some things I want to patiently and take my time to talk about. And the first one is, is Jay Briscoe. Um, it sucks because we're doing this so shortly after Don West. And not to take anything away from Don West, who, you know, my heart is, 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 is for Don. Um, but Don had been battling um, for quite a while. And uh, well documented, um, on his own accord as well. Tough dude. Um, but with Jay, especially being... 38, man. Um, you know, Don shook me, but it, this one, um, and I'm not trying to compare, but this one just had a different, had a, had a different um, effect, man. And, and there's a lot to play there, uh, a, a lot in that. Um, it's a wake-up call in, in some aspects, me being 36. Um, but also, you know, how quickly things can change. Um, 
how much we take for granted on a, on a day-to-day basis. And I just want to say, I don't want this to be a, a downer or anything of that nature. I want it to be a celebration of the life of Jay Briscoe. So I'm going to say the positive uh, of, of Jay and the honor that I had of, look, I know you guys saw, um, uh, you know, um, sorry, I'm trying to read and, and also for my, for my words, but, um, you know, I, I've talked about it before with, with the, my friend Johnny, who's been on the show and then LOL tree and a show, uh, who's a photographer wrestling, uh, since, I mean, right after high school. So we've got to see some really cool things. Thanks to him. Um, got to be in the know on a lot of things, thanks to him and his ROH, you know, anytime they were in our area, he was shooting them, even if they weren't in our area. Uh, and the ability to get to see some of these, as I mentioned with Kenny and all express and the Briscoes. I mean, I got to see Jay as tag team champion. I've seen him as world heavyweight champion. Um, I, I remember where I w- watching him appear on, uh, him and his brother on TNA. NWA TNA. I, I, you know, I, I followed his career, man. I thought him and Josh, uh, I thought he would be a, a um, an impact world champion. I thought him and Josh would be an absolute banger. But I want you guys to, 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 uh, one, I'm going to put the link in the description here. Help out his family, man. Um, which I'm going to talk about in a second, but I, I want to give love to those out front uh Manhattan Center who've been putting pictures, who've been putting, you know, dedic- everyone who's been putting dedication on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere in between, giving love to this man's legacy, going back and watching his stuff and his artwork and, 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 and the work he put into to this business. And I say that, um, I don't want to jump ahead, but... We have to remember, this dude has two daughters. I myself have one three-and-a-half-year-old with Buster Chin yesterday really bad, and I thought I was going to lose it. <laughs> we got it done. She's fine. She's, it's all closed up. We're good. Um, but I cannot imagine his wife and what she's going through. I, I can't imagine, um, you know, and luckily we have better news on the recovery of his two children successful surgery getting feeling back um but let's think about so that's one i want to say go to the description below help out his family support his family uh and keep his legacy running because the one thing i want to talk about and this is where um this whatever yeah, I also want to mention that it doesn't look, uh, you can't look past the fact that the respect and love from his peers and how overwhelming that was and how amazing friend he was um, and what it seems to human being. Do I know him? No. Um, but when you can hear the people that know him day in, day out say these things, um, it's remarkable. Um, and the reason I keep bringing that up because about the part I'm about to talk of right now, and I don't, I, I know we got to separate it, but I don't blame AEW. Um, for having the same amount of um, tribute that we did. Okay, um, I understand he wasn't part of AEW. He was in Impact for whatever. 
so I'm not going to talk about that. And, and from all accounts, what it seems, and I've done some digging and asking people that have went to the things uh, of what they did for the ROH portion of this, and it seems to be remarkable, and they're continuous doing more. So I want to give kudos to AEW and their team as well, because this isn't on them, okay? But what I want to say to you people out there, if this is a, a wake-up call for anything, I, I, I want it to be a wake-up call for one of two things. Um, one, uh, pay attention when you're on the road. I don't know what happened or what's going on, um, but when you're behind a vehicle, you are not the only person um, you're responsible for. You're responsible for the other drivers uh, on that road as well. So put the phones down, be clear-minded, and drive. And that's not on Jay. If you read the reports, you know what I'm talking about. And the other thing is this. We live in a society right now that demands you walk on eggshell on eggshells, right? Don't say the wrong thing. Don't do this. Don't do that. Okay. We demand that. But if we're going to demand that, the people that demand are, that are demanding that need to at least make the effort to be a better, thicker cushion for when people fail or fall or make a mistake. Because the fact that this dude or his children to be even more, this is what got me obviously being a, a dad, couldn't be in the ICU or the recovery or whatever and turn on the TV to watch a big old thing for their dad uh, in the sport that he gave his, you know, 20 years of his life to um, is sad. It's sad. And, you know, it's well documented his mistakes, then his development. And then the person he was and the people he was around and the peop- what they say he was and who he was. Some of us only get the small community we're around. Some of us are unfortunately um, a prison to our experience within our small whatever. But when someone then is a, it gets to experience other stuff and, and, and grows and matures and develops and makes good on that. When is enough when is enough fucking time that we let that let bygone be bygones and just talk about the good shit? And I know I'm doing that whatever, but the, the the fact that Warner Media can let Ezra Miller and all these motherfuckers, and yes, I'm gonna use my F's bombs uh, up right here, but yet can't put a bigger thing on for Jay Briscoe it is disgusting to me. It's gross. The hypocrisy in this. And Masalko's saying here, if there's no road to redemption, why try to be better? Look, I am a firm believer in eye for an eye only ends up making the whole world blind. You, if someone makes a mistake, you don't, you don't have to make the same mistake in return. You have to uplift them people. You have to allow them to grow. We have to be a better society. And the only way we do that is to be a better cushion for people to fall on. And this man has been over, what is it, a decade now, been doing this. And the fact that that is going to be what defines the legacy for some of you people is disgusting. And that's all I got to say on that. Other than that, love to Jay Briscoe. Love to Jamin Pugh. Love to his family. Love to his daughters. Go down in there and support his daughters. Support his wife. Okay? No matter what you believe in or, or, or what you what you think... the do right. Be good people. Uh, and in return, good people will grow and, and do 
I'm right by you. I believe that. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, and I, Millard, I see what you're saying there as well. And I, I don't want to get, you know, throw mud even more. That's known like I'm trying to whatever for Dana White or anything like that. It's just um, the hypocrisy is all over TNT. Channel, every, every, ep- <laughs> you could go through all of their content and find the hypocrisy. And, and it's a shame. But let's celebrate the life of Jay Briscoe. He earned it in the world of wrestling. He earned it outside of the world of wrestling. He earned it in his community, in his family, in the state of Delaware, and in every promotion he's been in. So give that man his respect. Put his legacy first. That does not define him. I'm done with that shit. Moving on. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, there's one, I'm going to talk about this one first. Um because there's a couple releases um, that have happened, uh, and one, well, two that I obviously want to hit on. The first being Myron Reed. I, I know, exhale, yeah. Breathe, stretch, shake, let it go. Uh, I'm good. Sorry, guys, if it's preachy. I don't mean to be that way. I'm just auditioning for the, the new design. Um, no, I, I just, it ate me, man. It, it just ate me. Um, and it, even if I only reach 160 people or whoever watches this, uh, I needed to say it, and I, and I hope we, we we go on about our days remembering that. We all can make mistakes. We all can fall. If we don't lift each other up, we're not going to get anywhere. Um, so with Myron Reed, though, man, this is what I was talking about. Uh, I think it was uh, Millard, if I'm not mistaken, who had mentioned a, a Heels Rascal group with Wentz and Reed and Trey. And man, I would be so for it. Now, obviously, is this where he's going to go? I, I, who knows? Um, I'm excited if it's if it's the case. Um, interesting time with MLW getting and shout and congratulations to MLW getting into seven million homes. Okay. Um, you know that uh, Trumps are fifty million. Are we still the bigger reach? Yeah, we are. But in the states, no. Um, I, I just think with YouTube, everything has the same reach about just quick access. Obviously, cable is still what people is on people's minds and they judge by. Um, so good for MLW. Uh, not that this need to be said, but let's root for MLW. If the goal is to get into more homes, you need wrestling to succeed on other channels. So that wrestling is a product people want to buy. I still think Access TV is what they're going to want to grow first, especially with the one the addition of Hot Ones and everything else they're they're trying to add to that channel. But um, hey, man, wrestling succeeding is wrestling succeeding. Pro pro wrestling, eventually it'll come back around. Um, but with Myron Reed leaving there, I think that's um, one was a reason for me to talk about MLW and the congrats to them. But also the fact that man, yeah, I, I think this can happen. I, I think look with Wentz who have been rooting for to come back since the get. Sorry, I, I just, I believe that uh, uh, he needs to be an impact. I think it makes sense for, for them to do it in a way that cushions the fall. You have a Myron Reed, who's a stud, man. Uh, you have Trey, who's literally hitting the peak of his time here in Impact Wrestling. And then you bring back Wentz, who, them three together... And then after that, obviously, you have that an eventual time that everyone will be looking forward to, which is the face turn, right? We're all going to want them to eventually uh, to be faced. So it, it writes itself, uh, three talented dudes, and individually, Myron Reed, talent, 
in this heel rascals possibility? Money. Absolute money. Another segment. And imagine having a... Well, I don't know if we get a heel treehouse segment, uh, but that would be cool, man. Uh, the other release I want to talk about is... Uh, is Devon. So so Devon Dudley, we could call him that because he's not in Impact yet. That would be Brother Devon, right? Um, was released by WWE. Now, this isn't just a random thing. He obviously, I'm guessing, was on a Legends contract, but also backstage producing as well. So I, I, I don't, I'm not going to make believe I know anything of, of the knowledge when it comes to contracts and all that. But it was interesting that they pulled him from that ECW remembering thing or whatever they did. Uh just recently when he was supposed to be in Bully's Corner. I think Bully was one of the first to speak out about this. Tommy obviously mentioned Devon a couple weeks back, saying that Devon will only show up if he's paid to be in your corner. Um, So interesting timing here. Look, Devon TV champ? No, thank you. (laughs) But Devon and the... the, um, the amount of not only accolades, but the the knowledge this dude has would he be a a welcome hand hell yeah but i also think there's possibility man i don't know man is there is there a play for team 3d in 2023 do you want to see a motor city machine guns the only team that kicked out of the 3d to face uh team 3d so motor city machine guns team 3d 2023 let me know i don't know man i don't know if this is on screen thing but with bully saying he's sticking around longer um with it looks like a gang there we go. I see Masako talking about. I'm gonna need Devon for Tommy teaming with TNT to make take on Bully's gang. Oh, you went Devon on. Okay. I was thinking we bring <laughs> we run back aces and eights and we we fill it with a bunch of young cats. Good hands. You know I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm all for using the, the IP that Impact has created and and uh, making some money off of it. But I'm I'm also excited for something new. And once again, who knows where. Devon is in in between the ropes wise but yeah I just thought that was something interesting to bring to the table guys um it seems these kind of uh these kind of of cats who are those WWE vets that can still have a hand on television and AEW cats too still can have a hand on television that want more screen time to come to impact so this could be one of those cases um there's lineage there he's obviously a former champion uh, multi-time champion with us so let's see let's see what happens there uh but would that be interesting <laughs> imagine it was imagine they run it maybe we get team 3d motor city machine guns uh and uh the wolves in 2023 i mean some shit i don't know all right so you guys talking about car uh court bauer and uh scott demore getting along well would love to see some kind of super show from impact and mlw in the future yeah very parallel I still think, you know, obviously when it comes to the legacy and when it comes to history and, you know, uh, develop branding, we're ahead. But MLW, man, has has created such an awesome niche for themselves that they got on reels and it's been 70 million homes. So you can't argue. Um, And it it couldn't hurt. See Bully in the good hands versus Tommy Devon and Scott for Slammiversary. Okay. So speaking of, this one is a, a crossover one that I'm going to end this off on. Uh, because I, I this was something Gail mentioned passing. But when Gail mentioned something passing, WrestleZone, by the way, if you don't go to WrestleZone.com, check it out. Um, it's one of those mainstays for, I don't even know how long. It's just been, it feels like it's part of the, 
the wrestling sheets forever, but a lot of interviews with Impact wrestlers there. Scott needs to be Giselle's partner, <laughs> since no one else will. Fair. <clears throat> but what's interesting about the things they drop on WrestleZone, I feel like they're all serve a purpose. Um, and, and Gail here dropping a, I would love a stardom crossover. Also mentioning she would come out of retirement, if Mickey wanted her, uh, to, to, to face her on this last rodeo. So interesting from Gail. But as part of my normal crazy optimistic rant and, and hope, I think the stardom crossover thing is not only a seed, um, but a very likely possibility. Impact right now is stacking up the knockouts division. Uh, even before that, um, you know, unbiasedly transparent and honest, Impact has the best um yeah i guess i i could say that pound for pound the best roster and utilized roster of any women in the world i, I believe so not stardom obviously they're gonna be you know more or you know but i'm talking about the states hey maybe i'm wrong so so the respects there the 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 new japan relationship is there not only just because of access tv but i mean look at it yuya is still getting love here i still think he has a I still think he fulfills some some uh, uh, prophecies here. He's mentioned about being world champ. I don't know when or where, but I, I think he could be one of those, the complete uh, do-over for Okada and that mess-up we had. But just their love everywhere else. And one of that is is my mistake of my, my breadcrumb following and optimism was that I thought Mercedes made sense being at hard to kill. Which I still think made sense, right? Um, but that moment wouldn't have happened at the end with her family and Tara and everybody else had it not had had she appeared. I also think if you have someone appear there, that means that they're the next up, and we don't want Mickey to lose right away. She wants to go through, you know, obviously going to go through Masha. There's some other people up before Rebellion. But I think if you look at the timing of things, and now Mercedes saying she wants to win the title. And then defend it everywhere. I think with someone with the the mindset and the the want to build her legacy in, in Mercedes would want to do it and plan it out in a giant way. And if that's through New Japan and starting there, it would make the most sense, especially if they're the one facilitating this for us or whoever else. It would make a lot of sense for her to win. Uh, and when is, uh, was it February or April? When, when does she face, uh, Carrie and, um, in, in, uh, excuse me, in New Japan. See Mar uh, Millard say Mercedes Monet versus Mickey James, maybe title for title when Mercedes wins the stardom belt at Slammiversary. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Mercedes wins the stardom belt. Uh, and then I think she appears. Do you think it's at Slammiversaries where you're saying, I, I think Rebellion could be it. That's a big setting. Toronto, Toronto if it is at the, Rebe uh, the Rebel Complex, I don't know. Uh, but either way, I still think there's hope for that. Obviously, my 52% that I said before Hard to Kill was 
incorrect for hard to kill, but I still think it could come. Because I, I think, look, and this isn't a impact thing. This is, I want you to put your blinders on and take a step back still if it makes sense. She wants to be in more than one promotion. She wants to be a belt collector, I imagine, or build her legacy, not just through the normal, I'm showing up and I have a contract here and that's it. She wants to face legends and, and different, I just think, and this is what I'm going back to, to my praise for Mickey James. And the reason I think Masha, that I'm dead set on Masha, this being her plan B, is because Masha was going to be what Macklin is uh, going to be for Josh. Ma uh, Masha is that for uh, for Jordan. But they quickly went to plan B and, and gave Mickey the title. And they're not just going to drop it to Mercedes. Like, what would be the point? Excuse me, not Mercedes, but to Masha. It's not going to happen, right? We don't see that happening. So if she's not putting over someone younger, even though she's working with a lot of young talent and, and making them rise to the to the moment, which I, I firmly believe, she's doing good business, and I think saying, "Hey, you come to Impact," which Mickey will say her will tell you her love for Impact, will tell you that she's a TNA original, to dangle that carrot of, "Hey, you come in, you retire me." You get the knockouts title, which is prestigious. You know, I have my moment. We have that moment. That means Mercedes will forever be in the footage of Mickey losing and being retired. And it will happen because of her. I just think that's too big of a moment for her not to pass up. Now, once again, I don't know her. But if that's the mindset, she wants to do the biggest she wants to be the CEO. She wants to go to different places. She wants to collect. She wants to make history. Herstory. You got to beat Mickey James and you got to retire. And, and and what I keep coming back to was one of these things or, or all of these things that wrestles up. But Deanna said it. It was just very, I don't know. It wasn't tongue in cheek, but it was, you know, whoever gets to, whoever gets to beat uh, Mickey and retire. That's a, a pretty big, you know, thing to put on your whatever. I don't know, that wording just, to me, seemed like something, hey, that's a pretty big thing, right? Maybe it's me being a homer. I don't know. But I, I see the stardom coming, the stardom crossover, uh, a potential thing that happens in 2023. I said in my predictions, I think, a forbidden door or some kind of event like that we will be part of. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's the MLW thing. I don't know. But I still see Mercedes coming in here. I still see her being the one to retire Mickey James. And I still see her holding onto that belt for a little bit and then dropping it to who? I don't know. That that That's the key here. And you could say, well, Mickey should drop it to Masha. And, and that was our original thing, right? If Mickey does win, Masha should be the person because you're elevating that next whatever. But Masha's going to be fine. They gave her number one here. She's still got her. She's Masha's fine. She's got 12 kookaroos. She's good. Um, but Mickey doing business and dropping it so good business could be had and then good business happening again when Mercedes inevitably has to drop it. Now, if it's a turn in thing and she cashes it in <laughs> for, uh, you know, for her shot at the world title, uh, for the, the, the other world title. Okay. Then we'll talk and I'll whatever. But as, as long as she drops it to a Jordan, a uh, Diana, a Masha full circle business is pretty damn good. So I want you guys to think about that. I don't want you to turn off that switch. I want you to keep your minds open, keep that third eye open, the possibility of it happening, because I think it can.
I've been wrong before. I'm okay with it. Uh, for obviously, okay with being wrong again. Um, but something to keep your eye on. Follow the breadcrumbs, my friends. Jeff, do you think the interaction between Bully and Mickey somehow brings Eldest back to impact? And I think the retirement angle is over with Mickey. Oh, you think that that's done? So if she loses, she's still allowed to wrestle? If that's the case, then then I'll have to change my whole rhetoric. But I, I just, I imagine like they'll bring that back into play, right? She loses, she's done. I don't know. Huh. That's a good point. So maybe the retirement thing won't happen. I don't know. Let's see. That's cliffhanger. By the way, do I think I think I do think uh, Nick comes in? Nick, I think Aldis comes in, and this old Jeff, uh, you know, pre-slammiversary Jeff, last slammiversary, um, would not have been excited. But um, I, I seen the development. I say he's saying the right things. I still think he's in a, a good age to to make an impact. Uh, and once again, he's another dude that has lineage here. I know some people think this or that of him, but once impact, same with the Gresham shtick. Everyone has the same thing they say about uh, Nick. I just feel like impact, these people can not only survive. Um, oh, the stip might be done. So 76 Philly saying that as well. Well, then I just wasted 15 minutes of your guys' time. <laughs> no, I still I still think some of it happens, but... Um, but as far as Aldis coming in, I'm excited. I would be excited for it. I, I think it was a tell that he wasn't ringside for her um, possible retirement. You know, like, if she's really going to retire. Now I know her family's there and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't... Um, I, I just... I think there's too much for him not to come in for, man. Uh, and is Bully the person he goes with? Or, you know, is that the reason? I don't know. I, I don't, you know, maybe there's some spoilers out there that, that will answer that already. Not about Nick, but just if Bully and Mickey thing continues. But I think there's a lot to play with the uh, intergender uh, tag team couple thing, right? You got, let's see, you got Mickey and, and Aldis if he comes in. Uh, you have Jonathan and Jordan. So I, I think there's, who knows, maybe John and, and Ty are there. No, but there, you know, there's all, there's that, built-in narrative that they can have some matches with it that makes a lot of sense but anywho uh that was the show guys i thank you uh, for listening to me rant on and on well i'll be back here next week doing the same thing go check out gogo powerings this tuesday hopefully get tbn rolling soon um and of course watch impact this thursday and then lucha of course will be back for the post uh, no surrender episode of this show of course this thursday on impact guys we have a loaded one man uh gresham is facing uh sheldon gene i'm not a f- really familiar but that's awesome to have another newcomer in there and gresham getting to showcase his skills mike jackson mj that's why I, for- I forgot to mention in the ashley segment mj coming in clutch uh michael jackson mike jackson getting an x division title match because of it okay man hey look i said it last week too He's just enjoyment, so just enjoy yourself. Uh, Death Dolls are going to face off against Giselle Shaw and a mystery partner. Look out for some big things there. Uh, Major Players versus Bullet Club. And then the sixth Golden Shooter, not to be mistaken. Oh, Sheldon Jean added impact to his bio on Twitter. Okay, welcome Sheldon Jean. Got to learn something about him. Um, And then, of course, the sixth shooter, Golden uh, Challenge. Not something to do with Diddy. My bad, my bad. Um, but we'll we'll crown our number one contender for No Surrender 
Sheldon used to wrestle for Noah and was trained by Scott. So awesome. Got some credentials there and got a good pedigree. So excited to have him on board. Um, thank you guys for watching, for listening to 76 Philly, Masako, Millard, everybody in the chat, if anyone else was in there or if you guys just watched, I thank you. We do this every Sunday live, 8 p.m., twitch.tv backslash TNAW channel. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere else, thank you as well. Leave a like, or thumbs up rather, subscribe, comment, all that jazz. Let's get it up. We're trying to get to 400 by uh, 2024 <laughs> and then 4,000 on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys. Enjoying time, uh, enjoyed my time talking to you about impact as always. I will see you next week. Um, if there's anything else that you'd like me to touch on, that's another thing. We're going to have a lot of, thank you, Millard. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I, re I really, you know, look, I, I say this, um, week in, week out, and, and I hope it doesn't take away from the, the seriousness, uh, or the, my intent of seriousness of it, but, uh, I do love you guys. I appreciate it. Um, we all have things on a day-to-day, -day, Monday through Friday through Saturday, you know, basis that we have to do in our lives. Um, and then we have things that we look forward to. And this is one of those things that I, I always look forward to. I like talking to you guys in the chat. I like seeing what you guys say about this. Uh, and I love Impact Wrestling. June 19th, 2002 to now January 22nd, 2023. That's crazy. I'm old. But, uh, yeah, guys. Um I'll end it on this. I love you. <laughs> you love me. Let's start now. Um, check out the description below. Share. Do whatever you can to help the Pew family, the Briscoes. Um, and keep his legacy alive, man. That's what I got. Thank you, guys. See you next week. God bless and good night.